0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Again, Jesus left the district of Tyre. And went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment, and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears, and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven, and groaned, and said to him, Ephbathah. That is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, and his speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus Christ. This passage has become, over the last few years, one of my. Uh, Kind of favorite passages to reflect on because really everything in scripture is accessible today right like every thing that our lord does we can we can step back and say okay how does that apply to my own life right now how does that apply to our own time right now and and this epitha prayer or the this epitha moment you know, it's this moment in which our Lord encounters this person, and he's hes deaf, he can't hear, and he has a speech impediment, he can't speak. And I think it's the idea of having a speech impediment that, that most kind of struck me, and and oftentimes I talk about this when when I'm doing consultation with dioceses or trainings and things like that, because sometimes like we all have a speech impediment, you know like sometimes we all have an inability to say the things that need to be said and 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 really to say the things like in terms of proclaiming the gospel, the way that the gospel needs to be proclaimed you know like have you ever had an interaction with somebody and, and there was a part of you that was like really wanted to like just, just proclaim the gospel to them and, and you were holding back, you know? Or, or even like, have you ever been unfree to say something? And and sometimes when we talk about this in the midst of our culture, um, mostly we focus on like, well, we don't we don't like tell the truth enough and, and that's probably true. But we also don't like, we don't say the good things enough either. Like sometimes we're not even free to say what is good. We're not free to like bless each other. Or or have you ever felt unfree to say I love you to someone? Like have you ever like been visiting a sibling and you're getting ready to leave and you kind of miss them and you're like, oh, this is when like people would say I love you, but that would be weird. So I'm not going to say it. Or we're not free to say I appreciate you to a friend, you know, like, I love my evangelical friends, because it's just part of their vocabulary, and they say it all the time, they're just like, I appreciate you, and I'm like, that's weird, like, stop. (laughs) But it's also a blessing, you know, and it's also a good thing, and and sometimes we don't, we're we're not free to do that, like, we're not free to say the good thing, And, and real freedom isn't simply like freedom from the bad things, it's freedom for doing the good things, right? It's freedom for being a blessing. It's freedom, freedom for like proclaiming the truth. And you know, like in in the work that I do when I'm out consulting, and, and like this this week, I'm going to be in Bismarck with uh, with all the priests from their diocese. Um, I often start with a meditation on this passage because. Um, because the biggest thing that causes a speech impediment is shame, right? Like shame is what causes a speech impediment. And the thing that keeps us from proclaiming the truth, especially the truth about love and the fullness of the church's teaching about it, tends to be our own shame. And, and for the church, it's like our institutional shame because of priests who haven't loved well. You know, in family life, oftentimes it's like shame about like what I did when I was in high school or when I was in college that keeps me from proclaiming the truth well, like to our children. And, and shame gets in the way. And, and you know, there's like, there's, there's several demons that, that wreak havoc in the church. And, 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 you know, when one of those like has to do with the objective sins that have been committed within the church or the objective sins that have been committed within family life. But but then there's this second demon, this demon of muteness, right? This demon of the speech impediment that keeps us from, from pro- proclaiming the truth the way that we need to and, and proclaiming the truth about love. And, and when we don't speak into it, we leave people in the dark. And, and so our Lord desires our ears to be opened and, and, and our speech to be free. And, and every single one of us when we were baptized you know there's a prayer that's always prayed over a baptized baby a newly baptized baby called the epitha prayer and it says the lord jesus made the deaf hear and the mute speak may he soon touch your ears to receive his word and your mouth to proclaim his faith to the praise and glory of god the father and and that effort prayer is is something that that we all can renew in our lives each day right like lord may you soon like enter into my ears so that you might always be on my lips so that you might always be you know so that your blessing may always be spoken by my mouth and it's that prayer that that each of us needs to renew so that so that we're free to do what is good you know, and, and we're free to speak the gospel. We're free to be Christ's presence in the world. And it's significant, too, that, that our Lord first opens this person's ears and then he's able to speak. Because if it is true that things like shame or pride are the things that cause that speech impediment, then what we need to be able to hear is we need to be able to hear our Lord's words of mercy for us. And we need to be able to receive that. And we need to be able to receive what our Lord is saying to us. And sometimes that's hard, too, because sometimes it's hard for us to just accept the fact that we're forgiven for things. You know, like, have you ever gone to confession and you hear the words, I absolve you, and you leave confession, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if that really took. like, I'm not really sure God should have forgiven me for that. And we kind of think like, well, that priest was kind of weak because he only gave me one Our Father, and I needed to do all these extra penances to make up the difference, right? And that's pride, too. You know, I went, I was in the Holy Land before I came back from Rome, and I went to confession like at the house in Nazareth, or, you know, where it's like the church, of the Annunciation. And, and there are several times in my priesthood where I decided to make a general confession of my priesthood, and, and I did that there. And, and the, the sign on the confessional said speaks English, but I think that would be the same as me putting a sign up that says like speak Spanish because I can kind of understand it, right? And uh, and so I go through like my whole, like all of this like heartfelt things, you know, and this priest, I think he was German. He was just like, pray one our father, act of contrition. And I was like, man, what? That's it? And And what I learned in that moment was that it was hard for me to receive our Lord's mercy. It was hard for me to accept the fact that that our Lord would forgive me and that that would be enough. And if it's hard for me to accept his mercy, it's going to be hard for me to speak about his mercy. It's going to be hard for me to extend his mercy. And we get a speech impediment because uh, we're not able to receive that. You know, and, and we're called to be like our Lord's presence in the world, which means that our ears always have to be open so that our mouth can be open. You know, to proclaim what is true about the human person, about love and marriage and family life, to also proclaim what is true when we say things like, I love you, when we say things like, I forgive you, when we say things like, I'm sorry, when we say things like, I miss you, or when we say things like i feel hurt you know th- those are all the hard things to say but they're the most important things to say you know otherwise in the midst of our speech impediment we just sort of like have fights about the dishes in the sink when there's something like deeper or we say things that you know we don't really mean And our Lord has much greater plans for us, and and His desire is to be a blessing to us, and that we can be a blessing for each other. And so today, let us pray that as we prepare to receive our Lord in the Eucharist, and and to receive Him in that most profound way, that that whatever is keeping our ears from being opened, whether that's pride or it's shame or it's memories of our past or. Resistance to love, that, that our Lord just cleared that out so that we fully may surrender to Him. And then in turn, speak His words of blessing and mercy and love to each person that we encounter.